This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, I think the... uh... The crown jewel from that conversation was clearly the answer to your question about uh, the rumors that for two years in a row now have bubbled up about him leaving Houston. That's yeah. clearly an emotional trigger point for a guy who doesn't get overly <laughs> emotional when he talks to us on the radio. Honestly, and I, has, I was hesitant to even ask the question because I didn't want to add fuel to a fire unnecessarily, except that it's, um, it's, it's like given put out there this time by a reporter who – somehow continues to have high-profile jobs and yet has been continually wrong about the Houston GM spot. Uh, One of our listeners was upset about me asking the question. uh, About 300 others were super Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, and then there's the 500 others that loved it. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, honestly, sometimes people just want a chance to make a denial of something. And, like, I think Nick Nick has to deal with this crap a lot. Um, And and a lot of it is just kind of a holdover from – when the Texans had a lot of dysfunction in the organization and people could say almost anything about the Texans and people would laugh it up and, and agree that it must be true. Now it's just, it's getting absurd to the point where now, uh, like the, the, they're speculating that a GM who's overseeing a turnaround to a team that with a rookie quarterback has made the playoffs would somehow want to jet out of here. Um, like on the face of it, it's just, it's absurd. It's uh, it's ridiculous. So. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to put myself in the same category as that anonymous GM who said, oh yeah, he'd go back to New England, trust me, where I'm putting yeah. words in Nick's mouth. I'm just going to say, just observing Seth, just listening from his answer, I'm going to say that he was happy that you asked the question. Yeah, that, no, that's no, my, no. Sometimes that, people like like they want to be able to have a chance to like without coming out and issuing a formal statement or something and like that because that does almost kind of put a report over um they want to be able to just answer a question about it and then move on yep yep absolutely absolutely so that was um that was good the word jackass came out in that answer i think he was i think he was talking about the opposing gm who said trust me he'll go back there (laughs) well yeah uh you know the other thing too was as far as he got he kind of touched on that whole topic again when i was talking about how bobby slowick was, uh, you know, like, I, I was led to believe that he wasn't going to have all that much personality or, like, wasn't going to embrace being in front of a camera, which made me think, okay, cool, the guy might not be head coach material. That actually came from people who worked with him at Pro Football Focus. So I think when, yeah, I bet when Bobby was at Pro Football Focus, he really was just, like, obviously he wasn't, he wasn't out facing the media or anything necessarily other than having to do whatever media spots they do. He was mostly in a research role there. So I think he's been, he's probably been kind of a surprise to some of the people that worked with him at, at different roles that he like lets his, lets his personality out in those press conferences. And yep. he does, he looks like a guy who will interview really well because he's, he's got, you know, he's got a, a definite mindset and approach to how 
he coaches and teaches the game of football um, in a way that's way above just the X's and O's. That's what I like about Bobby Sloak. He's not like he's not one of these these kids that learned football playing Madden that think you can just maneuver little spots around on the screen and that's all you got to do. Like, he very much understands the teaching aspect. I uh, I wonder if that is something. That if, you know, if the Texans brass were sitting around, and by brass, I mean basically Nick and D'Amico, you know, the, the, you know, the day-to-day operation of the team, of, of, the, of the roster part of the team. If, they, if Bobby Slowick getting this kind of attention early on in his career is ahead of, it's got to be ahead of the schedule that they thought. I mean, I, maybe, you know, maybe Bobby Slowick shows up on a long list of candidates for jobs, but that Bobby Slowick is a coordinator who's getting requests for interviews yeah. The day after the season ends is is pretty heady stuff when you consider there's 32 offensive coordinators around the league and 32 defensive coordinators around the league, several of whom have been in the job cycle for many, many cycles yeah. now. Well, and honestly, I don't want to take anything away from Bobby Slowick, but as far as Kyle Shanahan goes as a guy who grooms and teaches coaches, I like it's been pretty damn good. I mean, in the stories you hear about how much he tests those guys, the way he, the way he, you know, for somebody to present a play that that's going to go in the game plan, you got to have every single answer for what might go wrong, how the defense might respond, everything else. And that Shanahan also talks to these guys about things like interviewing. I think in a way that I don't get the sense that Belichick does it that same way. Neither is better or worse um, in terms of that guy being a football coach, but when it comes to, okay, am I going to get a guy that's actually had some training or mentoring about it versus it feels like some of these New England coaches are just kind of just pushed out into the wild uh, without necessarily having really learned about the head coaching part of it from Bill Belichick. It's different with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, there's, 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 different, there's no right way. There's just different ways. I think that Kyle Shanahan's way, which I'm guessing yeah. is going to end up being D'Amico Ryan's way as well, you're going to have a better chance of attracting elite coaching talent yes. under that umbrella than you will a Belichick yeah. umbrella. Right. And, and uh, I think ultimately, too, the one thing that we talked about immediately as soon as they hired D'Amico was, okay, the question is, what are you going to do when your offensive coordinator gets plucked? The, the real big benefit of running a Kubiak-Shanahan system now is that so many teams are running it. There is no... There is no uh, you know, uh, there's no absence of really talented young dudes out there who understand this system that can come in and build on it and become an offensive coordinator. And likewise, Gerard Johnson, you know, is in the building working in the system. Case Keenum is in the building working in this system. There are multiple. Bill Lazor in the in the system. And like so. Not to mention people from outside the organization. I don't worry about it nearly as much because of that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I saw another list yesterday that had that talked about coordinator openings. You know, with all these firings come coordinator yeah. openings too, and so Gerard's getting some run there for his work with CJ. You know, like that's it's a difficult balancing act. You know, like if if if, if Bobby stays, well, you, use, yeah, well he, you can block Gerard. You know, <laughs> oh, can you? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm glad you yeah, pointed that out. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, you can. Now, do you? You know, like it's one of those. Right, things. that's the question when and, you're trying to encourage guys to come and get that. I don't think you do. I think you got to be really careful about blocking people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Plus it's always, I mean, that's always a. Uh, I remember my defensive, they've changed the rules somewhat, but I remember Todd Grantham, when he was a defensive line coach, was getting a chance to interview for the Browns, and he kind of had to, uh, he kind of had to, like, really uh, 
try to he had to argue for it you know he had to argue for the opportunity to to go up and interview well uh, and I want to say that was in the middle of a coaching a head coaching change too that might have been after Capers so was he look, was he looking to get bumped up to oh no to that, was, that wasn't after Capers was Grantham Grantham trying to move from position coach to coordinator up to there? coordinator yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and he got it he was able to but he had to he had to argue for it yep um but a lot of people weighing in they they like fiery Casario on the text page. Uh, they, they uh, I'm, I'm loving text message. I'm loving feisty Nick. Uh, the uh, another text message that denial by Casario. For those who missed it, because it's been a, a good thirty minutes ago, um, Seth asked Nick about the rumors that had bubbled up from Jason Lockhamfora with corroboration from GMs who don't really know Nick Casario. Evidently, according to Nick, yeah. that he would definitely leave to go back to Houston or to go back to New England. Seth asked him about that, and Nick gave about as emotional denial as I think you could expect Nick Casario to give text message. That denial by Casario of that report, that's probably the most emotion and firmness I've ever heard in his tone. I 100% believe him. Nick's got some fire in him with three exclamation well, points afterwards. You know, the funny thing about it is I think there's a little bit of what was going on with Denver for a long time, which is people kind of get this image of a franchise stuck in their head, and they refuse to believe that the franchise has changed at all. And I, like with the Broncos, it was the Broncos had had how many losing seasons in a row, Sean? Um, was it six? All of them, since, was, all of them since 2015, whatever, however right. many that they've, is. They've been much worse than the Texans since yeah. 2015, but people were acting like the notion that anybody would choose the Texans over the Broncos was just the dumbest thing in history. Why on earth would D'Amico Ryans do that? Um, the, because the Broncos aren't that good anymore. Right. I think likewise... You take Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and everybody else, like a lot of people have left that organization, Nick Casario amongst them, um, that it's just it's a different organization than it used to be. So it's not so simple as like, wow, because they have the same logo and they say play in the same I think there are a lot of GMs out there, that anonymous GM, that just think like, well, same logo, same building, sure, of course you'd want to go. It's back lazy. Up. It's just lazy. Yeah. It's 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 lazy. All right, let's do this. We've we've got if, for those who missed it, this emotional answer that Nick had about staying in Houston and by emotional angry it sounded like like he was the he got legit worked up about some of the people who are speaking for him to some of these reporters out there it's a long answer so let's do this we'll play it for you in the next segment if you missed it earlier Ben's got it we'll have it for you coming up next stay there you're listening to Payne and Pendergast this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We just got done talking to Texans GM Nick Casario. If you missed it, the entire interview, we went about 35 minutes with him or so. We'll be up on the podcast. You can get the Odyssey Rewind feature if you want to do it that way. Um, Seth asked him the question about the rumors that for the second straight year, rumors of Nick Casario possibly wanting to go back to New England. I can't imagine a more emphatic denial and really just taking aim at the people that started the rumors than we got from Nick Casario this morning. Here is Nick's response to that question. This time of year, there's a lot of things that are said, and anybody that makes a jackass statement that they either know me or trust me, you can rely on this information, honestly, is totally off base. So I would say I am grateful for the opportunity that I have here. Um respectfully i know there's a lot of reporters out there that think they have information but this this becomes silly season it happens every year whether it's during the january february cycle when you have coaching changes whether it's around the draft um those that really know me um know how i operate and what i'm about and other than you know 610 sports radio i'm not really a big media person um but I keep it to myself and just try to show up, try to do my job, try to support the people that I'm with on a day-to-day basis and just focus on the things that I control and not worry about some offhanded statements that are made out of left field that, quite frankly, have zero validity. So, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity that I've been presented here in Houston. I'm excited about where our team is, understanding we have plenty of work that's in front of us. I've loved every second of the opportunity to work with D'Amico since he was hired, since he and I have been together, and to work with his coaching staff and to work with our players and to work with the people in our building. And I'm just going to focus on the things that I can control, which is doing the best I can for the Houston Texans organization for as long as ownership provides the opportunity for me. So, like, whoever these reporters are that make these, you know, ridiculous statements – you know, maybe you want to talk to me about it first before you put some information out there that has actually zero basis. And there you go. I mean, ridiculous so, jackass statements and zero basis. He so, checked all uh, the Jay- boxes. Jason Lockenfora was the one that like most recently did it, and I I think back in the spring there were anonymous executives or anonymous league people that were like at the end of the day, I think speculating about what they think Nick would do. Um, you know, I don't know. Jack Easterby is still out there, for instance, like a former executive. It's like, just as by way of example of, uh, you know, people who are out there, there are people out there who might have loose lips at various times to various reporters. Um, I, I just, I think this will be the end of it because so much of it before was that there was a period where the Texans were pretty much like open game for pr- anything anybody wanted to throw at him, including, including, this is what you have to remember. The same people that would be speculating or giving anonymous quotes about Nick Casario leaving right now, many of them are likely the same people who were saying that the Texans weren't going to draft a quarterback at all. Remember, remember when people were angry about the fact that the Texans weren't going to draft a quarterback? 
because uh, it, uh, and then they drafted a quarterback. Now, now those same people, uh, presumably, I need to listen to them and their opinion about whether or not Nick's going to stick around. Right. It just it, there's a lot of garbage that's thrown at the Texans. I think that there is one thing. I think both D'Amico and Nick are two guys who are very much what Nick just said, which is you just put your head down, you go to work, you don't worry about the sidling up to reporters and the political side of the game where there are many successful coaches and GMs who are those guys. Sean Payton is that guy. Bingo. Very successful coach, but also plays the game. I think Belichick back before he got a a bully pulpit, you know, um, he played that game to a certain extent. Bill Parcells, like they, they all massaged and coaxed their message in the media, but then there are a lot of other coaches and GMs who just want to put their heads down and go to work. I think that that's well, the cool thing about D'Amico and uh, and Nick is that I think that they're both those guys. I guess the only thing I worry about is it's almost like you feel like they're almost like innocent children that need to protected and be protected in those instances because there are there are bad shady people out, people there, out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like you're sending your kid off into Times Square with a with a, a wallet full of cash, you know. Uh, go play that three card Monty game over there. <laughs> right, 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 right. I um, here's my thing with it, Seth. Is it we, we know the the one quote that Jason Lockhamfora had from this last rumor thing, and I, it, it, look, it almost feels dirty or silly to be paying any attention to it again but nick just gave us this answer on this show so i think it's worth kind of sifting through it you know there's there's no harm in it now like nick casario just came on and said that those rumors are are silly and they're stupid they're ridiculous was the word he used um my whole thing is when you when your only quote is you talk to a gm who said he would go back there trust me and that's all you use my question would have to be what I would want to know, especially in light of the fact that Nick is now the GM of a team that has one of the best quarterbacks in the league, a rising young head coach, all the resources he needs to do his job, not to mention oodles of cap space. My question would be, okay, why? Why would he go back to New England? <laughs> that, right. That's what I need to... You, that you're basing a report on just some guy saying, trust me, he'd go back. I don't, I don't give any substance to a report like that unless it tells me a reason why you would leave a situation like this one. <laughs> Honestly, what, no, and think about, okay, think about Nick Casario or really, realistically, anybody that's been in the NFL any length of time is so much of your job and what you do hinges completely and totally on whether or not you have a good quarterback. Yes. You know, look at Chris Ballard up in Indy. Chris Ballard is largely regarded as one of the brighter and better GMs in the NFL, and yet it feels like he's reached a point where his job might be hanging in the balance every single season because they haven't found the right quarterback. And sometimes, no matter how smart you are as a GM, it just comes down to dumb luck and where all where all the cards fall in in that situation. And I think that, like, Nick, you know, without I, – and I don't want to try to make it sound like it was all Brady up in New England or anything, but you understand and appreciate, okay, with any other, any other number of quarterbacks uh, back in 2001, 2002, it could have gone completely a different direction if you didn't have that right guy in that right moment. So I don't think there's a chance in hell that any sane or conscious GM would right now choose to leave C.J. Stroud. Like unless there are, unless there are personal reasons. Behind personal it. reasons so is the only it, thing. Yeah, right, right. There's no chance in hell that that you would leave after you as a GM drafted this quarterback. That you there's no professional reason you would want to leave this situation. I just I uh, like it would have to be extreme. It would have to be extreme. Yeah, I mean you uh, you've created 
you know, as the GM and Nick and and as Nick would point out, in collaboration with many other people, have created, I think, a foundation when you take into account quarterback, young players, head coach, staff, the whole thing, potential assets for the future, because this quarterback still has two years left before you're even entertaining extension conversations about him. I'm anxious to see the articles that start to come out once the season is over, Seth. It talks about the 32 teams and ranks them in terms of how positioned they are moving forward. Not not power ranking how good they were in 2023 or how good yeah. they're going to be in 2024, but how good they're going to be in 2027, that kind well, of thing. Because this, this, I think you can make an, argu- an argument this organization is best positioned to be Kind of like the Astros when they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated in 2014 saying we're going to be 2017 World Series champs. I think similarly in 2024, you could do a Sports Illustrated cover with C.J. Stroud on it saying the same thing about 2026 or 2027. They have – the cap space is extreme. They have a whole bunch of cap space when you look at 2025 and beyond. And, you know, that'll change as you you re-sign guys and everything. But I think you're – it's not going to be uncomfortable for them after they sign C.J. Stroud's contract uh, initially, as long as everything goes well over the next three years. The other part that I, that I asked him, and I, I didn't want to get like, I, I knew he wouldn't tell me you know, where they had the power ranking of Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, but the one thing I get a little bit annoyed about with the reporting right now is where people kind of casually assume that the Texans would have drafted Bryce Young number one overall if they'd had the number one overall pick. They act like Indy did them this huge favor or Lovey Smith did them this huge favor. Just to remind everybody of the timeline, <clears throat> the, the trade, Carolina traded up on March 10th. The pro day, CJ Stroud's pro day wasn't until March 22nd. So like, there's no part of me that thinks that the Texans or the Panthers on March 10th knew exactly who they were going to take at quarterback number one overall. If so, then why even bother going to the pro days? Uh, why why would Carolina send 29 people or however many it was to those pro days? Well, like the, the evaluation process is still very much ongoing at that point. Because we know one of the discussions was the Texans moving up from 2 to 1 yeah. and Carolina moving up from 9 to 2. Carolina was content to move up to 2. Remember the Texans pulled out of yeah. that scenario at yeah. the last second. So... Carolina was content to move up to two. So it, that, I mean, they, so they, they definitely didn't know who they were taking at that point because they didn't know who right, they could take right, at yeah. two. You know what I mean? That was, yeah, they were okay with taking two. They were two. okay they with just, being they, at two. They, they wanted, wanted to have a chance at a crack at whoever it would Whoever be. was yeah. left over. Yeah. Yeah. They would have been fine with either of the two guys. Um, so good stuff from, uh, from Nick Casario earlier today. Uh, you can get that interview on, a, on the podcast or on the rewind feature, uh, on the, um, on the Odyssey app. Um, one, uh, the, regarding the national championship game last night, I told you I was uh, I was upset because Nick Serio was at the national championship game. Yeah. The scouting people are just trying to get to his car or whatever it might be. Uh, the one thing about the coverage this morning that annoyed me was I just wanted to I wanted to find some you know tidbits out about the game itself, and I read through four pretty long articles. And I would say like 20% or less was about the actual football game. The vast majority of it was about uh, Jim Harbaugh, where he's going next, the actual scandal, all of that. Yep. And it did make me, like the whole time I'm reading it, I'm trying to figure out, would you have preferred, would you have preferred it if news of the sign-stealing scandal had broken before the playoffs that year? Would it have been better if it had just broken in September? 
You're saying? Uh, oh, you're saying for the, the Astros? Astros. About sorry, the Astros. With the Ast- sorry, with the Astros. Yeah. Um, with the Astros, it was, and then the Astros ended up winning a World Series. No, no, I don't think so. It wouldn't have been good. I think it would have torpedoed their their run. That was a young team still at that time. I think that might have been something that really messed with them, like psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That enough. would have been okay. a really that would have been a pretty pretty big matzo ball sitting out there <laughs> in the postseason. Well, yeah, the worst would have been if it had came out. Well, it wouldn't have come out. I mean, it would have necessarily come out after the memo, I guess. Uh, the, the timeline would have been a little different. But I guess there's just, in general, I wonder, it, it's been weird with Michigan because I feel in a way, because it's not going to be some surprise or bombshell that comes out afterwards, I think they're going to get off cleaner long term. Yeah. Than the Astros did no, because I, they because there wasn't there won't be these there's so many people out there that haven't really read that much about the Astros uh, sign stealing that that think and assume that they were doing it all the way up through 2019 you know yeah. uh, like that's that's the part that annoys me I almost wish it, it would have been better in the long term if it had been blown out of the water right like at the beginning of the playoffs yeah there's so. no you can't tell the difference like if you didn't know there was a sign stealing scandal or didn't know the timeline of it coming out and all you did was sit down and watch Michigan football all year yeah. And then somebody told you afterwards, like, you know, you know, those first five games, they were actually stealing signs from the other team. I'd be like, really? Yeah. Okay. Say, oh, God, they, they just stopped <laughs> yeah. at all? Yeah. They, yeah. They just your stopped. first, your first guy, without learning the details, you think like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then they won these other, and then they won a bunch of really hard games with their head coach sitting at home because he was suspended for it. You know, like, a, <laughs> yeah. like Sharon Moore was the, was the head coach for it. So it was wild. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast. With you on a uh, on a Tuesday again. Uh, big thanks to Nick Casario for um, for joining us a little bit earlier. All right, let's um, let's circle back to the um, let's circle back to the playoffs here, and not just the Texans, but the other games. What what are the other of the other five games? If you're a Texans fan, which one or two are you going most out of your way to check out this weekend? We will go through the uh, we'll go through the schedule next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. A couple quick things before we get into some of the non-Texan matchups here. We're going to talk to Ross Tucker at the top of the hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Rossi coming on at the uh, top of the hour. Our Odyssey. We bumped him for Oh, I told, I told Ross that I would give Nick a hard time about us always bumping Ross Tucker for him, and okay. I forgot to do that. Yeah. We had a less popular show. You could just lie about it, but there's plenty of people who are going to hold us accountable for that. I think, unfortunately, people are probably already. T- people it's cool. Probably already t- 
He's posting at at Ross. Yeah. He'll 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 get bumped again by Casario. It'll happen again. We we will have another shot at it. He'll just steal one of my takes again. <laughs> exactly. Put it on the Dan Patrick show. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um. So we'll talk to Ross top of the hour. Um. We had a the game this Saturday. Just a couple administrative things. I know we had a couple people texting in like, "Hey, when is when's tailgating start?" Uh, because it's a three thirty kick. Uh, four hours before the game. So the gates are going to open at 1130 at NRG Stadium. Still tickets available. Ticketmaster.com. Still a couple thousand tickets available. Try to get them before Cleveland people get them. It would be nice if there were... It'd be Honestly, there weren't that many Cleveland people here for the Christmas Eve game, but it's not Christmas Eve anymore, people. these Those, those northern people are going to travel down here from their terrible, terrible city and come invade us if you don't get the tickets. So get the tickets and get in early. That's yeah, what get I the say. tickets. Yeah. Get the tickets. Yes. The go tickets. to Ticketmaster. Yep. Or whatever the site is that you go to. Ticketmaster.com. That's that's where okay. the Texans will send you. Ticketmaster.com. Cleveland's got a nice direct flight to Houston. That's uh, the, 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 I told you, I, I flew down for the regular season game. I actually was flying through Cleveland, and I was, uh, I was surprised because that was on Christmas – Cleveland was Christmas Eve. The game was on Christmas Eve, yeah. Christmas Eve, yeah. Um, I, I was surprised there weren't more Cleveland uh, shirts and jerseys. Uh, the, and I thought more Clevelanders would have forsaken their families to go watch their football team. But apparently they 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 basically let it be known right there. They didn't care that much about their football team. <laughs> now they're in the playoffs. I like that. We're apparently gonna, now they'll show up, you know. We're going to point out who they don't care about based on what their decision is. Yeah. Um, of the other five games, I mean, obviously the game between the Texans and the Browns is of the most intrigue to us and our audience here because we're in Houston. Of the other five games, Seth, Dolphins-Chiefs is the Saturday night game, and then the Sunday triple header, Steelers-Bills, Packers-Cowboys, Rams-Lions, and then I'm a little surprised the Monday night game is Eagles-Bucks just because the Eagles are trash and the Bucks aren't really... Without Tom Brady, not real high profile. Yeah. I was surprised that was Monday night. That's pretty far down the list. Of the other five games, which one are you going out of your way to watch? Um, I can't wait. The Bills are so intriguing to me, but I just I'm not that interested about the I'm just not that interested in the, the Steelers right now. Um the most intriguing one to me from a car crash or train wreck perspective is the Eagles Bucks. I think the I, I like honestly I I don't know if we have we really witnessed something unravel quite like the Eagles have Dude. over the last over the last several weeks. No, I I can't remember something like I'm you know there was, I mean Jacksonville was pretty bad down the stretch. The Eagles, it feels like there's something systemic though, like that goes deeper than just they're not playing very good football. Yeah. Like it feels like there's something like there's poison in the water in Philly, and maybe some of that has to do with when Philly gets bad, you start to see all the reaction to it on social media from Philly people. So maybe yeah. it feels worse than it actually is. I, I'm a little surprised they're favored in this game. Just to, just to put it out there for everybody, in case you haven't just really been paid attention at all, they started off 10-1, and one, right? I, I thought in that 10-1 and one start, there, was a lot, there were signs that their defense wasn't the same as it was last year. I can't remember being it. I, I was getting in an argument with somebody about C.J. Stroud earlier composed, uh, compared to some other quarterback and – uh, they pointed out that you know that quarterback had had to play the Eagles. And I was like, well, this Eagles pass defense isn't as good as as they used to be, and I got crushed for it. People were just coming at me like crazy. They've fallen apart. They've lost five of their final six games. Uh, they beat the Giants on Christmas Day. Man. That's the game they didn't lose 
was they beat the Giants, who subsequently came back and beat them a couple of weeks later. Like, it's been just awful. And I guess the fact that they're favored, I suppose, is a combination of just playoff experience and uh, the home field advantage. I don't well, they're know. Not, they're, not, they're not at oh, home. Yeah, they're not home field. It's yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. Like, um... I, like I, they just paid Jalen Hurts, and he just looks like a shell of his former self. Yeah. Their offense is like high school level stuff. I mean, seriously, honestly, like high school level stuff. When you go to a high school game, you're like, oh wow, these kids are in gun the whole time. Oh, football, football sure has changed. Yeah, the thing is, it works. Like if Jalen Hurts is your high school quarterback, by God, by all means, yes, have him run it from gun every single play. Uh, but you can't get away with a lot of stuff they're trying in the NFL. And defensively, they're a shambles. So, yeah, I don't um, – I, I just – I want to see if they can pull this out somehow. I don't know what Vegas knows that I don't. Yeah. But Baker Mayfield might be the better quarterback in this game. He might be. I've already bet on the Bucks in that game. Full disclosure. I think the Bucks David, are winning that game. David Carr might be vindicated for his hot take from a few <laughs> weeks ago. Okay. Boy, that is uh, – that's digging deep right there. And, boy, you might be right. And, and, well, and to be clear, his take – for those who don't remember, David Carr's take was – that the Eagles need to sit Jalen Hurts and put Marcus Mariota in. But I think he was talking about doing it within the context of like doing it for a couple games to let Jalen Hurts get right. You know, Because J- Jalen Hurts has played banged up this year. Yeah, But he might be right about that. Like Ever since he said that, the Eagles have slipped into the toilet. It's been horrible. Mine would be, um, I love your train wreck aspect, the Eagles-Bucks. Mine would be Dolphins-Chiefs because those are also two teams that are not playing their best right now. The Dolphins are banged up on defense. The Chiefs just have not had a typical Chiefs-type year. They've not been good in the second half of the season. The Dolphins led the AFC East all year long. They were like the Jacksonville of the AFC East. They led the the division all season long until they didn't after week week 18. So one of those two teams is going to advance. Like one of those two teams who are neither playing good football right now. Plus you got Tyreek Hill Which going back saw, to Kansas City too. That's a storyline. The other the other matchup here. Now the Chiefs are different than the Cowboys. The Cowboys have just been a better team in the regular season than the Chiefs have been. Um, but the Cowboys have, have can't beat good teams on the road. They just don't play the same on the road, or at least they haven't this year. Uh, when they played the Dolphins. It looked like it, it started off like it looked like it might be a high-scoring, high-flying affair, and then ended up being uh, a whole bunch of flirting with the end zone by both teams, but not really <laughs> getting it done. It felt like it felt like one of my junior, like my junior yes. year in high school dates. Yeah, it was a whole lot of heavy petting, uh, a lot of heavy yeah, petting. Yeah, of the yeah, end a lot of denim burns through the uh, Levi's five hundred one right, jeans and right. the Jordaches and a ton yeah. of field goals. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I got close. I got really close, close. but it hurts. It hurts. Oh man, um, that's what that looked like. In the in the Dolphins have not been the same offense versus good teams. The Chiefs have. A, the Chiefs have a good defense. That's a, the only reason the Chiefs are where they are right now at defense. eleven and six is because they have a really good defense. The uh, Pat Mahomes has not been the same. They they lead the NFL in dropped passes, so that's not making it any easier for Pat Mahomes, who hasn't been the same. And they look like they're running on fumes in a lot of ways. The who's favored in that game? The Chiefs Dolphins. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. The, I'm sure the Chiefs. I'm guessing the Chiefs by like three or four points would be my guess. Uh, I'll look it up right now. Um, the NFL, I hate you, Yahoo app. Here we go. The Dolphins and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by three and a half. So there you go. I was right in between what I said. No chub. 
Tyreek Hill now. The I see the big uh, think piece right now is all about Tyreek Hill and his drops. I don't worry about Tyreek Hill's drops the same way I didn't worry about Terrell Owens' drops. It's no. just one of those. It's um, to, like, uh, you know, God doesn't bless you in every single category. And uh, like to expect the guys who are the most freakishly athletic and tall to have the best hand-eye coordination too. doesn't always work out that way. Like uh, on, the, on the balance sheet, though, Tyreek Hill makes up for the drops. Yeah, the I think, when it matters, I think he'll catch the football. I'm, I'm kind of excited too, though, Seth. It, for me, it was between Dolphins, Chiefs, and Packers, Cowboys. I would love to – I may have to listen in on Green Bay this week and hear what they're saying about going up against Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy oh, oh, yeah. going against oh, the Packers that, again. Well, yeah, not to mention just everything else that surrounded the this this series in the history of the Packers. Yeah, it's a lot Cowboys. of tradition, yeah. 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 yeah, and a lot of close games, controversial games, like a whole lot of everything wrapped up into all of this. Um, Mike McCarthy going against the Packers – and how do people – who do you think is more disliked in Green Bay, Mike McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know what's going to sound weird to say? I'm, I'm thinking Mike McCarthy. You think so? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, think, I, think they still, I think they still like Aaron Rodgers up there is the sense I get. I, well, people were – I know a lot of Packers fans were really sick of his shtick by the end of it because he just – just like Brett Favre, he, he kind of kept everybody waiting in anticipation every single year for a couple of years and it started to feel like they were I think the fans started to feel like they were either Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre's playthings. Yeah. McCarthy, I think it was more of a like when they look back on it in hindsight, they were like, "All right, well, look, it was time to it was time for him to go, but like he didn't he didn't necessarily harm us emotionally in the same way." No, but here's here's my thought process on that. I think it, I think Packer fans look back at the Aaron Rodgers era and say, "We should have won more Super Bowls." Yeah. And I think they blame Mike McCarthy for that way more than they blame Aaron Rodgers for that. That's very valid. Yeah. That's that's incredibly valid. Yeah. Especially boy, if they if, if McCarthy blows it in this game, especially, that would just be further confirmation <laughs> oh. that all right, well that would that would be the most fun city of the away teams, that would be the most fun city to be in like bars in the opposing city on the day of a game. In Green Bay at a bar watching the Packers and the Cowboys going against Mike McCarthy. The locals there would be a whole lot of fun to sit and talk to while that game's going on, I yeah, would think, yeah. in Green Bay. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider. Uh, Odyssey NFL insider. Insider calls, of course, brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. We'll talk to Ross Tucker coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 